What up? What up? What up? Strictly Podcast, man. I'm Randy Little. If you uh new to this. And this is episode number 82. On this episode, I got Eric, I got Melissa, I got Nick with me. And in honor, I guess might be the proper wording. Due to the release of Turning Red, the new uh, Pixar animation release, we're talking singular individual Pixar movies, the non-franchise Pixar movies, A Bug's Life, Ratatouille, Wally, Up, Brave, Inside Out, Soul, for example. Um, and, you know, just a lot of Turning Red but then we we show love and we discuss those other movies. Um, when Lightyear comes out in June, we'll talk Toy Story, Monsters Inc., The Incredibles, Cars, the the Pixar franchises. Um, but yeah, man, within um, within the last couple weeks, let's let's get to that. Within the last couple weeks, obviously we had Turning Red come out on Disney Plus, and um. The Atom Project came out on Netflix. This past weekend, current weekend, um, that movie X, the A24 slasher movie X, came out in limited release. But then Cheaper by the Dozen came out on Disney Plus, and Deep Water came out on Hulu. And um, Blu-ray and DVD over that same time frame, right after the Batman episode we just did, the 8th of March, The Matrix Resurrections came out, Coming to America came out, um, looks like the last season of Supergirl came out, A Journal for Jordan came out, National Champions, and then Brooklyn Nine-Nine got a Blu-ray box set, Paramount dropped some Nickelodeon movies, the Rugrats trilogy, Jimmy Neutron, Yellowstone season four came out. Mm, this past Tuesday, Red Rocket came out, West Side Story came out, and then, see, I don't be wanting to pre-order from Disney Movie Club for like 40 bucks, so I don't ever get these like Disney slowcovers anymore. I dislike y'all that do. I'm just playing. Upcoming, this upcoming Tuesday, Nightmare Alley is coming out on Blu-ray, 4K. The Godfather trilogy, Dexter, New Blood, looks like it's all coming out. And then the Tuesday before the next episode is, um, looks like Drop Dead Fred is getting a Blu-ray. Sing 2 is getting a Blu-ray. Warner Archive is putting the original A Star is Born on Blu-ray. Uh, Marry Me, the J-Lo Owen Wilson movie. Young Rock, season one, is getting a Blu-ray. Um, a lot of cool stuff coming. But uh, stick around. We're going we're gonna to talk some Pixar. Hopefully, hopefully y'all aren't adults that are uh, too grown for animation. Um, while, you're, while you're listening, while you're watching... Um, Give us a rating. Give us a review. It's appreciated. Whether on you're on YouTube, whether you're on Good Pods, Anchor, um, Apple Podcasts, 
No matter no matter how you're getting your rec league fix, even if you don't like it, give me a one star. I just want the feedback. Um, yeah, it's rec league. All right, I want to uh, nail this right quick. Hey yo, we uh, gotta pay a little tribute, remembrance, memorial. Really, this is me and Eric, because I'm Nick, y'all, Melissa, y'all don't watch pro wrestling, right? No. So, I, mean, I, don't, I don't have it. I don't know. Huge RIP Scott Hall. Passed away this past week. Uh, health complications. Wasn't really in movies, but he was definitely an entertainer. Eric, uh, how you going to remember the bad guy? Well, I wish I had brought up my belt thingy in remembrance but nah just he started you're wearing a hat called nwo people don't realize technically he was the first member of the group when he showed up from wwf back in the day to wcw and i wish nigga melissa y'all could see it was a huge deal back in the day so there were two shows going they were competing they came on at the same time two wrestling shows uh monday night raw and um the WCW Nitro, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he went from one company to the other, and then he showed up. And But, yeah, he was a great wrestler. He had a great persona. Movie-related, his persona in WWE was Razor Ramon, based on Tony Montana from Scarface. Chico. Vince McMahon, the owner of WWF, had never heard of Scarface, and he liked the character. Yeah, that's a true story. Vince really? McMahon didn't know who Scarface was. And Razor Ramon came in and, hey, the bad guy with the accent. And the, and that's created one of the more classic characters. But, um, yeah, that's about it. R.I.P. to him. And then um, William Hurt also passed away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Melissa, Melissa and Nick, y'all can chime in on, on this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Melissa, you've seen a William. You've seen him in a movie. No, Go ahead, yeah, punch him sure. up. I guarantee you. No, I know. I have. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but no. Nah. Yeah. Go ahead, Nick. What you got? That's a bummer. It's just, it was one of those, I don't know. You read it and it's like, am I reading this right? And then it's like natural causes. And I'm like, well, that's not right yeah. either. Yeah. Nah, I looked into it, of course. But very sad. He had like, a, you know, really dominant run in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, so, I mean, I guess a lot of actors had, like, little runs, but he kind of, like, ran the whole 80s. Like, once he started, guy, he was nominated for Best Actor three years in a row, and he won. Yeah. I didn't year. know that. That's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. That's next level. He won, um, what was it, the Kiss? Um, Kiss of Spider-Woman. Kiss of Spider-Woman, then um, wow. Broadcast News, and, yeah, yeah, wow, he was... And, and um, um uh, what's the movie Marley Matten and Children of a Lesser God? Of a Lesser God. Yeah. But Yeah, it was a bummer. I did like I I you know, I'm a little younger. Well, I'm trying to think of the first thing I ever saw him in. The first thing I remember seeing him in, my mom had the movie, it was called The Doctor. I don't really remember the movie, but I remember he was in it. I remember the VHS tape and I remember <laughs> him TV. Then like, I don't know. I remember Lost in Space. Yeah. Eight, uh, and yeah. it was a masterpiece. That was probably the first thing I ever saw him in. <laughs> yeah. The no, underrated movie. Where you're like, 
you come to realize you can read the case and look and you're like, that's William Hurt. That's who that is. I'd probably <laughs> seen him like five, six times before that. But Yeah. And that same year, I think so, 98 was um, Dark Boston City. Space. Yeah, Dark City. Still super underrated movie to this day. He played a detective. And but, uh, um, if you haven't, definitely watch A History of Violence. Oh, yeah. I was about to say his fourth yep. nomination. It's, um, it's such an amazing performance because he's only in one scene yep he's a, it's like maybe 10 minutes probably yeah. not even that long yeah really. probably and then dude off, off of one scene gets an academy award nomination sure a much, a much deserved one that's insane yeah like i remember that i remember reading and it was like he wasn't like a big front runner or anything but he not did at all and it was like oh and then it was like everybody that had seen it nobody was like well he did that everybody was like no, it's like the best scene in the whole. He steals yeah. the whole movie. Like and that's once. saying something. And I remember watching it the first time being like, wow, he really did steal that whole movie. <laughs> yeah, that's... um, And he had his... um, How many roles? He was um, prominent in the MCU. Um, He did. Shit, at least I think it was five. four or five, yeah. Yeah. He did a short that was a short... Like one of those short... Oh, yeah, whatever. he was in one of those. One of the one shots. Really? Yeah, one shot. That's it. And then mm-hmm. Hulk, Civil War. He was in both of the like he was in in game and Infinity War for like yeah. a minute each. Blue and cameo, Thunderbolt Ross, Black Widow. So that's oh, wow. That's six. Yeah, I yeah. swear they were prepping a Thunderbolts series or movie or something, Dark Avengers yeah. something. Right. Yeah, he definitely would have showed up again. Yeah, a lot of people, are just, you know, you see the RIP posts and you expect people to say that. A lot of people are just like, no, no Red Hulk. And I was like, like damn. <laughs> yeah, like, we'll be okay. Like, we probably don't need a Red right. Hulk. Somebody passed away, man. Like, <laughs> come on. Probably don't need a Red Hulk. We'll be good. But yeah, it was a bummer. All right. Um, getting into the um, main topic right quick. We're going to... Um, list our five favorite time travel movies that are not back to the future <laughs> hope, hope y'all got y'all list ready um uh, nah but I'm changing these, these two nerds uh did that on eric's most recent episode check that out wherever you get your podcasting fix oh thank you it was fun to listen to um nah we're talking about our well we're talking about the uh Pixar movies that are non-franchises because Turning Red just came out, which actually has huge franchise potential. I want to start it off by getting Melissa, Asian female in Toronto, reaction <laughs> to this movie. You did watch it, right? You told me you watched yeah, it. Yeah, so, I mean, like, yeah. So, I mean, like, yesterday. How, uh, uh, how much did you relate to it? What you think about the movie in general? Yeah, um, yeah, thanks, Randy. That's cool. Um, it's cool that you have an episode dedicated to this movie and you encouraged me to watch this movie and it's a really cool story um domi she the director and and writer um she went to sheridan college i was talking to randy about this yesterday which is this huge animation college here that everyone knows and my older brother actually went to this college and he used to be an animator i mean he's still could but he kind of gave that up after a while and he he was working on a show for a long time and so it's pretty cool there's so many connections you know with this movie um 
even just seeing the trailer, everyone was just kind of freaking out. Like, is that that's Toronto? Like, we never see Toronto in Hollywood movies. Like, this is actually set in Toronto, not just filmed in Toronto for the <laughs> low tax breaks or whatever. Um, like, that's the Sky Dome, and that's just, you know, I, I the Sky Dome's like right there from where I live. It's like right outside my door. So it, it's just really cool. Um, you know, it's obviously about a 13 year old girl in 2002. So 2002 Toronto is very relatable for me. I moved to Toronto 2001. I grew up in the GTA, which is a greater Toronto area. I don't know. I could say a million things. I found the movie funnier than I expected. I didn't expect it to be funny, you know, after hearing what people thought about it. I was laughing a lot. It was very relatable, too relatable even, like painfully relatable. Um, the stuff with the mother, I mean... Asian women always joke about this if you have an Asian mother I mean she's so controlling and you know um, protective oh my god I could go on forever about it would be like a therapy session it was incredibly relatable in that way um, yeah it was uh, really enjoyable I loved the music I was like you know I watched the whole credit scene just to listen to the music I never do that um, so a lot, a lot of good things I could say. Um, I, I think it's so cool that Pixar gave this woman this opportunity. You know, I know she had that short bow before, and I think she won an Oscar, so she kind of like made her own path. Good for her. But the fact that Pixar would dedicate an entire movie to a 13-year-old Chinese Canadian girl in Toronto—it's baffling. It's completely mind-boggling to any Canadian. You know. We grow up watching all American pop culture, not an exaggeration, like 90% of our pop culture is American. I always tell you guys, it's just how we grow up. So to actually see Toronto, oh my God, it, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, I'm hearing that you know, people are watching it, people are showing their kids, boys, girls, whatever, they don't care. I think Toronto people are very proud, very excited. So, yeah, it's really cool. And I, I'm glad I watched it yesterday for the pod. Thanks, Randy. Yeah, that's dope. It's, yeah. uh... My number two for the year right now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, You know, I'm between a 5, 4.5. I saw you guys gave a similar rating. Yeah. The, the end is what I'm a little uh, unsure about, but I think I have to watch it again and see how I feel about the whole thing. The tone kind of veers wildly, right? Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. the only thing I'm a little like, wow, this is a crazy movie. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. One of the best of the year so far, no question. I mean, I haven't seen that much, but... You watched it, right? I don't know if you're a oh, big yeah. animation guy. Oh no, I, I definitely watched it and loved it. So it missed. Um, it'll probably be eligible for next year's um, animated feature for the Oscars. Yeah, it's be. and it should be nominated. But yeah, it's um, definitely need more movies like this. The movie was just overall fun. Yeah, and um, you mentioned the music, uh, Melissa. Now, of course, you're talking about the, the song-driven music, right? Or, yeah, sorry, I meant, like, what are they called? Four towns? Yeah, the, the boy band. And it's yeah. written by Phineas and, and Billy, right? A lot of those songs, which is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that's hilarious. But also, um, jumping on that with the music, um, my favorite in the last five years, favorite composer, Ludwig Gorson. I'm glad to see him tackle a movie like this because uh, I loved his score. Okay, Eric, 
yeah, when I saw mm-hmm. his name, his name looked familiar, but I don't know why. So can you kind of tell us? Oh, no. He um, won an Oscar for Black Panther um, oh, doing the score for that gosh. one. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And he did the Creed movies. He did the score for The Mandalorian, the theme. Wow. That's and um, he's a very talented um, yeah, composer. Enough said. He's a beast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just, like I said, the name of few. But no, movies like this, um, Melissa, you were talking about the the culture. You know, we all should know a little bit about everybody else's culture. And everybody likes to assume and guess and not educate themselves. And movies like that can make people more interested in educating, actually mm-hmm. educating themselves and not using stereotypes and BS yeah. like that. Yeah. So, yeah, this, no, the movie was, was great and fun. And, yeah, the... The third act, though, kind of got a little, <laughs> little wonky, but not in the. It didn't lose you that much. It probably prevented it from. Um, I'm going my Nick mode. It probably prevented from being five stars. <laughs> like, so, a hard four point five. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But no, I, I love the movie. I can't say I can't praise it enough. Nick, as the other man child on this panel, how did you feel? <laughs> I liked it. I would say I loved it. It does have potential, though. Like a lot of Pixar movies, when I watch them again, I'm like, "Oh, that was actually." I did it with Luca. Like when I watched Luca, I was like, "That was fine." Then I watched it again, maybe a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "You know, that actually was kind of great. Like that actually did." <laughs> so I feel like this has that potential. Like I did my Pixar ranking, and it's like ranked low. But like I like every Pixar. It's kind of yeah. like the Marvel thing. Like they're all good. So the fact that this ranks below, like up, that that, that doesn't really mean anything. It's just like up is like a masterpiece, and this was like very good. But I was like, a lot of these things I've seen with people complaining about turning red. It's like it's like annoying. Like because I watched it, and I was like, how can you even complain about that? And then I watched it, and I'm like. It is a very, like, super, super specific, like, I don't know, like, demographic that there's, it's like, it's like, okay, it's a specific kind of family in a very specific city in this specific time period that it's like, if you weren't born in 2002, like, you don't really know, like, the boy band craze and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, it was, so I was like, oh, I kind of see it, but it was also like, that's what I liked about it. Yeah, like, I was it was like, this is like a, too funny. You know, yeah, like, it was it, it was too like entertaining to care. Can I yeah. can I answer that criticism real quick? Because yes. I saw that viral review, and uh, yeah. that guy basically got bullied for a week for good reason. You have to you have to look at it like this. They, he said that Domi Shi was just making a movie for her friends, Chinese people in Toronto. All directors okay. do that. Let me just say this. Toronto is the fourth most populous city in North America. Yeah. How many things have I watched about Philadelphia, Dallas, <laughs> uh, Portland, Seattle? <laughs> no, but New York yeah. is more populous. I'm talking yeah, about yeah, cities no, no. that are a fraction of how many people exist in Toronto. Oh, and then yeah, you yeah. take the Asian community in Toronto. It's fucking enormous. How dare he say the movie was just for Domishi's friends? The population, the Chinese population of Toronto is much bigger than cities that I've had to watch stuff on my Canadian television for my whole life. 
I know so much. Why do I know so much about Philadelphia? I grew up watching the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I don't <laughs> complain. It's always sunny. This is this is not for me. Exactly. I don't complain. This is not for me. I can't relate to this. I relate to it because I'm a human being, and it's a show about yeah. human being. That's well, my whole my whole life is watching shit like that. So for him to say that, he got rightfully mocked <laughs> for forever. Yeah. They, they removed the review. Oh my god. It just made me so mad. So, yeah, as it should. That was uh, really. Yeah, that's how that's how people like me and Eric feel watching American TV every day. Like, it's, yeah. Friends was not about me. I didn't grow up in Greenwich Village, but you know what? Friends is my favorite show. So you yeah. know. And that's it's crazy. Great. You use Friends as an example, because the idea of Friends. Look <laughs> at <laughs> Randy. Know where I'm going? Yeah. Came from a show called Living Single. Yeah, but again, it's a yeah. very specific. It's very right. only twenty-six-year-olds, only with a specific like income, only in Greenwich Village. But nobody complains. Nobody oh, bats an eye. I can't relate to friends. Like you know, nobody complains <laughs> that it's too neat. Right? Sounds like this guy was Joaquin Phoenix putting his clown face paint on. <laughs> right, you're right. Never view. I was say like that's hilarious. Like, it you know, if I had any issues with turning red, it wasn't that I was like I can't relate to this. Because it was like, well, as if you can relate to like everything one hundred percent. It's like she yeah. just said, like, yeah. you know, the, you know, it's about a little girl. Well, I'm not a little girl, so that means I like. I'm Are you sure? Be on that level. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure. But I'm, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so how like, about this? Who has who here on this podcast has a pet? A pet? What? A pet? No, no, I don't. A, a pet, or any time in your life ever had a pet? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, about that relatability stuff, you don't have to relate down to the very specific detail. For example, I'm gonna use a movie. Then we not to get too far off track. I know certain people on this podcast has a cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So watching the movie Alien, watching the movie Alien with Sigourney Weaver, I'm not me. I'm not a six foot tall white woman. But again, I relate. Are you sure? But right. But I could relate to her going back because she left her cat. You know what I mean? There's a killer alien with acid for blood trying to kill her, but she goes back because she forgot her cat. You're like, I can relate to that. I get it. The human element. I get yes. it. I get it, Ripley. You don't have to relate down to the detail in this this asshole. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm just that's just an example. You know, it doesn't have to be like, oh, it's very yes. And you know what? That's what Randy said. That's what filmmakers do. Mm. Steven Spielberg deals with his childhood trauma through his movies. You're right? right? Well, like the Fableman is literally gonna be about his life. Yeah. Is, it, is nobody going to go see it because they didn't live yeah, yeah. I can't Steven Spielberg's I didn't life? Like yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, and it's like... I'm not, um, I'm not and, watching And speaking it. of another one of your famous famous Canadians of all time, Michael J. Fox. Coming up, watching those Back to the Future movies. I like, never wow, went I've back never in seen. time. <laughs> yes. And there was one thing that really stuck out to me about Michael J. Fox is that he was a shorter guy who was confident and tough. You know, and growing up, I wasn't the tallest guy in the world. Like, oh, look at this. You don't have to be. It's just, yeah, it's very narrow-minded, this this reviewer. And don't even deserve to have his name mentioned. But Yeah, it's like you take the, spe- the specific parts of your life 
and you put it out there and you become amazed that people can relate on so many levels you yeah. know you you do your specific thing this is my life i i I know she wasn't 13 in 2002. I think she was a, a little bit older. I don't remember. But she did a very specific thing in time. Lady Bird did the same thing and people didn't complain. Okay? Yeah. It's yeah. the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and then people are like, oh my God, I can relate for so, for so many different reasons. You know, it, it's amazing. And that's what storytelling is, like Randy said. That's right. what filmmaking oh, is. Oh, shit. And you know, people have the subconscious, well, certain, like this dipshit reviewer <laughs> um i'm just like, insulting this I don't dude really don't know his name yeah. like none of us remember oh, fuck this guy yeah, and it yeah. i don't know his name either and a lot of people like him think this way so equality isn't a pie giving us moral will not take away from you having what mm. you have mm-hmm. sing it <laughs> and that's and like oh my goodness now we get a little this little percentage and because when we talk about the oscar episode we're going to get into that with the but anywho that's just that that's that's it about that and whatever his name is i just you're an asshole so anyway all right uh my my next idea was and one more thing about that son of a bitch Um, go ahead go ahead ahead. what what is the best pixar movie not called toy story and why is it Inside Out? So, um, I saw A Bug's Life when it came out in theaters. And but you couldn't relate to it. <laughs> but, but you're not a bug. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, uh, Randy. I just wanted y'all to talk about why Inside Out is so good. I I'm, I'm going to find my, my list. Yeah, go I've ahead. I've got it at, like, number 10. Mm. Or like, or like, <laughs> blasphemy. Okay, Randy, yeah, being honest, Randy, I watched it for this pod, and I think I missed something because I was mm. like, I, I didn't it. really get it. I think I have to watch it a second time. Maybe you I, can I'm talk so, about why. You're not a hockey so, playing white girl from Minnesota. Yeah. Well, close, right? <laughs> I think, like, of my whole Pixar list, there's 25 movies, and like the top 12 are all like four and a halfs or higher. Mm. So. Like the fact that it's number, I've got it number eleven. It's still like pretty good. Oh wow, pretty yeah. good. And like number thirteen is Wally. So like that's also Ooh, kind of like, really, yeah. So we did. What about your top five? Like, turning red, like, ranked kind of low. I'm like that's just because it wasn't as good as like Wally. Like I'm, you know, that's not. It's not like a slight against the movie. Interesting. I've got uh, outside of like I guess my my highest ranked movie that isn't like a franchise movie. I've Ratatouille. Ooh, I can relate oh, yeah. to it. I lo- yeah, I love I'm Ratatouille. Like- <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone can relate to a, a rat cooking in France or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I was getting. I was like, you know, you would have to get rid of every Pixar movie if it was just like. <laughs> You know, I, this didn't speak to me. I'm like the rat in the kitchen spoke to you. <laughs> Dude, I've got in my top ten. I have one, two. I have three movies that don't have franchises: Inside Out, Coco, and Soul. Oh man, I've got one, two, three, 
four in my top ten. And then Coco, or Inside Out is like number 11. Yeah, I have Onward at 11. Ooh. <laughs> my, my, yeah, my. You liked put, Onward more than I did. I remember that. Dude, I really loved Onward. Like, just the whole, yeah. like, my history with my father figures, and it just, it, it hit me. Like, I, yeah. I was, I was the 13 year old Asian girl in Toronto watching <laughs> Onward. <laughs> These these trolls are me or whatever they were. Yeah, I've I've okay. interacted with so many centaurs. Yeah, I've got Ratatouille, Up, Soul, and Coco in my top ten. Everything else is like a franchised, yeah, piece of art. <laughs> I got Toy Story one, three, and two, or like one, two, and three, and they're like fivers. Ooh. Finding Nemo is four, and it's also a fiver. I don't play around when it comes to Pixar. A lot of five star Pixar movies. Yeah, that's what, like, so we see. they put out so much good quality. It's like yeah. the, the, the movies that aren't is not a big deal. My bottom, like my bottom ten, I have. This sounds like a slight, but because Pixar puts out so much good shit, it's just not. Like, Turning Red's in my bottom ten. And then yep. A Bug's Life, Luca, Brave. And they're all still really good. Well, I got Brave. Brave was low on mine for a while. But it's almost the same thing with Turning Red. Like, it was almost like my expectations were different. I just remember the commercials. Like, the previews for Brave were, like, these badass, like, serious things. Like, holy shit, look at her. She's fight a bear. And it's, this looks like the like sickest movie and then, like the movie, it's just like her—it's like her mom turns into a bear, and like that's what the movie's about. And I was like, "Well, wait, this isn't brave. This is just how do I fix my mom?" Like it was good. <laughs> I was like, my expectations were different. I think it was the same way with Turning Red. Like, not that it was bad. Like it was great, but it was like I don't know. It was like the commercial was—it was almost like I was like, "Oh, that's like a—it's—it's it's gonna be like puberty. The 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 red panda is gonna be." her yeah you know another yeah there was a lot of symbolism in this movie yeah for sure but then i was like the whole movie she was just kind of using it so she could get tickets to see this boy band (laughs) (laughs) i kind of love it but i was also like i thought it would be a smidge deeper than like i thought like i don't know i thought the story would be i'm sure when i go back and watch it with my expectations adjusted i'll be like oh this is actually just um, the comedic masterpiece but I was just like, oh, so that's she's just she just really wants tickets to see this band. <laughs> I, well, like again, yeah. I think it's a lot of symbolism, right? Like yeah. Free, yeah. Free, freedom and independence, and being proud of yeah. what you like and not being ashamed of it. And there's so much to unpack there. It's I think it's deeper than it appears, and that's what I mean. I think I have to watch it again to really absorb the last half which was just very, like, whoa, over the top. Like, like you know, she talks about needing her mother's approval. Even I was like, uh, what are Asian mothers going to think about this? That's how scared I am of my mother's approval. Like, like it, it's kind of insane, the, the whole thing. So, yeah. That, she's brave, the filmmaker. God, what is her mother going to think of this thing? Like, <laughs> this should have been called Brave. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Wow. Brave could have been She's got red hair. 
I was reading about the drama with Brave. There was a lot of drama. Like, Reese Witherspoon was supposed to be the star, but she said she couldn't nail the Scottish accent. And then I, the, the, the female filmmaker was taken off the movie. There's mm. all these things that happened back then. I do not remember about that, yeah. But, like, Eesh. Boo from Monsters, Inc. was the witch. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember. That's stupid. Get out of here. No. Is that the Pixar theory? I believe it. I believe Get it. The Pixar here. theory is real. Get out of here. <laughs> no. But I'm even, like, like my least favorite Pixar movie, like, I think everyone has Cars 2 as their, like, <laughs> Yeah. I like Cars 2. Like, that's the thing. I'm like, if if DreamWorks put out Cars 2, it would be one of their better movies. Mm. Middle of the put out a spy movie. Better. You're like, oh, yeah. It's as good as, you know, Kung Fu Panda 3. No, it's not. Madagascar <laughs> 3. Yeah. Like, it's as good as, yeah. like, any of those. But it's just Pixar. It's like when a Pixar puts a movie, it's like anything less than, like, bowl me over with emotion. It's like, oh, well, it's at the bottom. And it sucks. It's sad. Because, like, they're all good. Like, I'm looking at the list, and I'm like, every movie's good in its own way. Yeah, well, I, I didn't hear anybody talk about the the good dinosaur yet. Yeah, that's another one. Like, mm-hmm. it's it kind of usually ranked low, but that's be, it came out the same year as Inside Out. Inside Out yeah. was this yeah. like, unique little you know, thing that everyone was like, wow, it was amazing. And the good dinosaur was just kind of like, you know, this is like the land before time again. Like, it's like, it's good. It's really good. But the little boy was a dog. You know, it's not quite, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know, but it's, it's really good. I love the good dinosaur. It's really good. I've got (laughs) it. Land before time. (laughs) There's another animated dinosaur movie. Everybody totally forgets about. It's called we're back. Oh, I thought you were going to say dinosaur. I love we're back. <laughs> we're back and dinosaur. It looks on two of y'all faces. Y'all don't, y'all never heard of it. I have it. I love we're back. Uh, uh, it's on my shelf. I don't know if I've ever watched it. Yeah, we're back is such a weird story. Like who wrote this? But it's based on like a book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love we're back. It's so odd. Like you can't really explain the story to people. It's like you just gotta watch it and like go for it. Yeah, we're I back. saw it in theaters. Like they're back. There. Uh, uh, like, we're back. The posters like dinosaurs like walking through like nineties New York. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds and good. Through the parade. Yeah. Right. Everybody's like, oh look at those balloons, but they aren't balloons, they're dinosaurs. <laughs> it's great. That's a weird movie. Like they've got it's like some kind of like magic cereal. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Makes them smart. It's a Man. weird movie. It's Man. a very odd film. That everyone should watch. That's funny. But it's, Ready, it's not. Okay. I'm, so, I'm so tired. <laughs> I've, I've, I've yawned like four times and I'm at the point that I just can't hide it anymore. <laughs> oh, man. So, like, Soul was the best movie of 2020. I mean, it was. Yeah, 20. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. probably. Um, it's probably true. Let's see. So much dead air. I'm like, I'm looking at my yeah. list. No, I'm, I'm looking at my thing. My I'm sorry, I haven't 
seen a lot of these. <laughs> Soul, Coffee. Soul is like the perfect example to me of like, you know, I watched Soul. It was day after Christmas. <laughs> I watched it by myself, and it like bowled me over. Like I was immediately into it, and the music and everything, and I was like transfixed by Soul. Like I was like, this is a masterpiece. And like by the time I was over, I was emotional and I was like so into it. And I was like, that was it. So that's like the basis of comparison for me. Like when a movie comes out, you know, like the good dinosaur, I'm like, wow, this is great. (laughs) Is it as good as soul? Like Luca, like that was like when Luca came out, I was real excited. Like finally new Pixar. Mm. And I was like, that was, that was cute. It was really cute. What is Luca about? Soul. No. You ever see Call Me By Your Name? Fish Boys oh, in Italy. Oh, hell yeah, baby. That's, that's yeah. Luca. It's, it's like the Luca prequel. Interesting. Hmm. Luca, Luca is like Disney's version of that. <laughs> that's weird. It's really not. But like, it's not not. <laughs> you, you know, you like, know what that reminds me of? How everyone says that Cars is Doc Hollywood. Do you guys know Doc Hollywood? Wow. Is Doc Hollywood? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. I lo- I freaking love. You know how I feel about Michael J. Fox. I freaking love Doc Hollywood. That that's my soul. Like that, that movie makes yes. me emotional. <laughs> so I can kind of guess what Cars is, and I'm not going to bother watching. No, that's hilarious. Yeah. Let me tell you about Soul. For some reason. The only thing I heard about from Soul, I saw snippets of the trailer. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they're going to do an actual jazz and blah, blah, blah. And Jamie Foxx I had all these little snippets of details. I never actually saw the trailer. And then looking back, I saw the ghost version of him, but I didn't know that was related to Soul. So I saw the movie. And what happened, happened. He fell down a manhole, right? And I said, I said to myself, I think I did say it out loud. I'm like, he fucking died? (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, I didn't know. I'm I'm thinking soul as in music. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to be literal or double entendre or whatever. I'm like, whoa. And I'm like, whoa. And then he's, I'm like, damn, he died? (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. It was, I I honestly didn't know. I didn't didn't watch the trailer. I'm like, oh, it's a Pixar. I'm going to watch it. And. Still a bummer because it's like he's about to have like this yeah. best day. Like, yeah, and that, that's what shocked me like, about. It. You're like, oh, la, la, and whoop. And, <laughs> but it's and sold. deservingly so. Um, woo, I love what they did with the score. They had the Afterlife score and then um, the other score, the jazz score. Yeah. So it was um, yeah. it's Reznor and Ross. And um, I'm sorry, I, I'm forgetting the. Um, there you go, but yeah, then Batiste, and so three of them, and they won. He hijacked the the the. Oh yeah, I remember that the award speech. But anyway, they've been there before. Resonant, weren't they? They were also nominated for like Mank or something. Yeah, they had they were double nominees in there, which is hilarious because they read their names off first, and they had to wait to <laughs> the third name. So yeah, that that score is just amazing, and yeah, the movie overall. That's Wait. like, that that movie is like the basis for me. Like when I talk, like when I watch a new Pixar movie now, it's like, that was good. Was it Soul? Like, was it like <laughs> how I felt when I watched Soul? Because like some of the ones that are ranked higher, like Finding Nemo to me is like perfect. Like it's like a masterpiece. I wouldn't change anything about Finding Nemo. 
like it's probably not gonna be that good but it's like soul i'm like there i'm like is that as good as soul or like did that make me as emotional as like coco Mm -hmm. probably not coco made me a mess (laughs) fuck coco every time i watch coco (laughs) dude coco's so good it's gonna be the time i don't cry watching coco no man so is pete doctor the best pixar director nope you're wrong sir that would be johnny johnny he directed Cars 2. Hey, this little... Hey, Cars 2 is good. He also directed Toy Story. But Toy it's Story last. <laughs> what else? Uh, but I don't know. That's a... See, like, I have... I'm kind of stepping on the Lightyear episode. But I have Toy Story 2nd behind Toy Story 3. Oh, yeah, I remember. And remember Randy's birthday episode. See? And Lasseter didn't do three. Who did three? I don't remember his name right now. <laughs> yeah, who did? Some guy named Brian Fee. <laughs> Whoever that is. <laughs> I think he no, only it did says, one. it says Lee Unkrich. Yeah, he directed, yeah, Pixar, he directed Toy Story 3. He also yeah, did... Yeah, Toy Story 3, oh, Cars 3 is Brian, yeah. I like Cars 3. I'm an yeah. asshole. The, How many fucking cars are there? Three. <laughs> There's three. It's trilogy. People I, love those damn movies. I like Cars yeah. 3, too. Cars 3 was underrated. Yeah. Two cars and two planes. The director of Toy Story 3 directed Coco. Yeah, Leon yeah. He did. If he yeah, has a third yeah. movie coming down the pipeline, I'll instantly be excited. I'm uh, checking the di- directors now, so I can know. See, man, Pete Doctor got Inside Out, Monsters Inc., Soul, Monsters and Inc. Other. I like. I like Monsters Inc. a lot. But my boy John Lasseter, he has one of the more underrated movies, in my opinion, and probably because it was early in the life of Pixar. And um, I mentioned it earlier, and that's a, a Bug's Life. Well, he mm. has like the first three Pixar movies overall, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, a, that's a Bug's right. Life is story. underrated. Yeah, nobody, nobody, nobody talks about it. It's such a great movie. I don't know. Yeah, I'll just quickly interject. So I was talking to Randy about this, how my older brother is an animator or was or whatever. He, whenever he would tell me an animated movie was good, I would always listen because, you know, that's his whole background. That's his whole life. And he loves A Bug's Life. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Good. I've got it right. People like it. Of the ones outside of the four and a halfers. (laughs) <laughs> I've got it ranked real high with the fours but I just think it's I love it also like the whole Negan plotline from The Walking Dead <laughs> here we go I love these like it's not not it's not not they spend the whole winter getting the food and everything to the bad guys and the bad guys show up take it off and are like, well, we offer you protection. And they're like, you don't even protect us. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to kill one of you. And I'm like, this is a bug. Yeah. I love these parallels. And I love it. I don't know. Like it's it's crazy. These movies um, separating the... Oh, so in A Bug's Life, the main 
antagonist, the king of the grasshoppers, is played. Look at Nick. <laughs> With panache. Yeah, by Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Uh, Just say uh, his it's name. It's a great voiceover performance. Yeah, it is. It's a great one. The William Hurt of the 90s. He's in everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's us. And also some Canadian greatness <laughs> in a bug's life. Melissa, you take a shot at it? I don't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, you never seen it? Never oh, seen my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, Melissa, seriously. And, <sighs> but not even joking. Dave Foley from the kids Ooh. in the hall yeah. is on flick. Ooh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Ooh, <laughs> wait, look at this cast. David Hyde Pierce. Oh my yeah. lord. Bonnie Hunt is the spider. She does wow. a lot. Of- I was about to say she's like Pixar royalty, aside from Rassenberg. I, I didn't. I didn't even know this. Yeah, and Dennis Leary is in the movie. He had one of the funnier um, uh, roles in the movie. Yeah, he's the. He's lady um, bug. Yeah, he's a ladybug, a male ladybug. Richard Kind is. Oh, the- that's awesome, a male ladybug. Yeah, look at this. I forget most of the people were in this. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Michael Michan, John Ratzenberger, Madeline Kahn. Down. These are like comedy legends in this. Mm-hmm. Bonnie yeah, Hunt's Madeline Kahn is the boy. Yeah, uh, Phyllis Diller is the queen. Bonnie Hunt's done eight Pixar yeah. movies. I had really? no idea. I had no idea. That's crazy. And this is nuts. Back in nineteen well, ninety eight, the budget for this movie, but it's animation. But so one hundred twenty million dollar budget. Yeah, wow. Woo, that's a lot. And more nerd stuff for y'all. Gotta put the Toy Story profit somewhere. <laughs> this is, if not the first, I need to look it up, but one of the first, I think it is the first animated movies to be um, to be filmed or animated in true widescreen in a letterboxed format. I think it was also the first one to... If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. I think it was the first animated movie to go right to DVD, like from theaters. Like it was yeah. on VHS, but I think it was the first one to be transferred digitally direct to disc. Right. Oh, yeah. That might, um, I, I think I heard something about that. It seems like something. Seems yeah, like that's something. um. But that was a big deal about the um the aspect ratio of it because putting it on. DVD and VHS. This is back when they had to do full screen versions. They had to literally go back and almost reanimate the movie to fit. Wow! Because it wouldn't be presented in widescreen and numb, and it would look weird. My but God. that's just a little nerd stuff on a bug's life. Yeah, like, I'm tr- I'm trying to watch these Pixar movies for this pod, and like. I'm so not used to the pacing. I can't believe how much they cram into every minute of every movie. Right. I, you know, like I watch Inside Out, I watch Turning Red, and it's like there's this huge introduction that feels like an hour, and I look at how long it's been. It's been seven minutes. Like, (laughs) in seven minutes, they crammed this whole world building. It blows my mind. Like, I'm used to normal, like, I shouldn't say normal, non-animated movies where, like, nothing happens forever. So it's just amazes me what these people can do. It's Ooh, crazy. Inside Out, there's a lot of that. Like most of Inside Out is her explaining everything. It's like, oh, yeah. Island. that's Family Island. That's Hockey Island. And it's like. Yeah, I had a hard time with it. I think I, I, think I, I have to watch it again. To really bing get, bong, get it. bing bong. 
about your kind again? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> oh man. I, I was that, like, I really wanted to like it because so many people like it, but I was like, well, I don't get, I don't get this. I don't know. That's another one though. Like it's the emotion just gets you. It like sneaks up on you and inside out. It pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> this is they, they love to do that. That's why it's Next thing you know, you're just like. Yeah. Fuck. Dude, but if, it's like, yeah. If I'm watching it Pixar and it, it triggers the emotions, I instantly love it. Yeah, like that's. And this, oh, damn it. I'm sure. I'm surprised we haven't talked about this one movie yet. And my experience with it is what funny is. So I took my two little cousins at the time they were, let's see, 2009, they were 10 and 7, and like, oh, yeah, this is going to be this fun Pixar movie, oh, uh. the house with balloons <laughs> and all that stuff. And they go in, and the first five minutes of the movie you know, of Up. Waterworks. Yeah, everybody in the theater just like a... A collective waterfall is just. I'm like, man, like, man, fuck this movie, man. (laughs) I was supposed to go see Up with like a group of people, maybe like six people, and four of them failed. Like me and my buddy, like an old friend of mine, got to the theater and we were like waiting on a couple people, and they were like, "Wow, they're not coming." And we were like, "Well, you want to go see Up?" And he was like, "Yeah, dude, fuck it, dude." And like watching just two guys, like two brothers, and we were just sitting there, like, like yeah. we were not, weren't ready for yeah. this. <laughs> and they get off, and they have you to. These big star filmmakers, they get off they on get that. Off. <laughs> yeah, we just our friends, like you guys missed out. Like what a, what a picture. Hey, who yeah. directed up? An- another Asian yeah. character. Yeah, somebody, Randy. <laughs> who 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 directed up? <laughs> some some guy. Is it? Pete Doctor, Doctor Pete. Yes, it's Pete. <laughs> he, he's he's a, he's a medical professional of some sort. <laughs> yeah. Fucking emotional out there. But yeah, I That's remember. So That's it. He's he's weird. a doctor of emotions. Yeah, up, is, up is weird. Like I was so talking about my mom. I said something about up to my mom, and she was like, "That's the one with like the talking dogs and the <laughs> guy in the plane." I was like, "Hi there." Yeah. It's normal. Like, it makes sense. Right. You are my friend, <laughs> and I love you. <laughs> hey, squirrel. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, up so up is amazing. Man. Odd. Yeah, up definitely one animated feature. It's like, I'm 36, but I am the personality of Mr. Fredrickson. Yeah. And there's it. a name, um, a constant... Another name you're seeing in a lot of these movies. I'm the one just sticking with the composers for some reason. <laughs> Michael, Michael Giacano, Giacchino. I'm sorry. And he recently did <laughs> Giacchino. He um the Batman, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. He did. Yeah, he did. The Batman. I still haven't seen it, guys. Let's, let's oh. Know. <laughs> oh no, we know no spoilers for Batman. There is a musical score. <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah, it's some mainstays, man. Um, the first four Pixar movies are done by Randy Newman. And you know what? Give it to my cousin. Then Thomas Newman did the next one. <laughs> Hold on, wait. Like, the, so the first the five four? movies are done by Newmans. Toy oh, Story, Bugs Life, Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc. So his cousin did Finding Nemo? Yeah. Huh. I think he got nominated, if I'm not uh, mistaken. 
Then guess who after that? Michael <laughs> Giacchino did um incredible. That was an amazing score. Yeah. Then guess who came back from the next movie? Randy Newman. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> this is just a, a crazy list. Then Ratatouille. Wow, Michael. Then Wally, Thomas Newman. Then up, Michael. Then Randy Newman again. Then Michael. <laughs> Somebody else did Inside Out, though. Inside Out, yeah. Then Patrick Doyle did Brave. Randy Newman, Marx's University. Um, no, Michael Giacchino did Inside Out. <laughs> no. Oh, well, maybe. Okay. <laughs> no, he did this. No. <laughs> no, I'm looking at it. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Agree to disagree to a disagree. Agree to disagree. That's hilarious. Mind Dory. I am hungry. Randy, I think you, Randy Newman, after being nominated. Randy, do you even know you're on a podcast right now? <laughs> it's, it's my podcast. You're still drunk. I know, uh, right? The, the, the Tylenol is starting to You're take not effect. used to this. Yeah. This is my life every two Sundays. Pretending oh, I didn't drink the night before. Where oh. am I? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm listening to you guys, but I'm like making sure that we hit everything. I just, I don't know if we have enough to fill another hour. No, let's talk about Ratatouille while you're hungry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do, do that. Do that. Evil. <laughs> Eat it. Evil is Nick's one and only name. (laughs) Hey, that's some asshole shit. Why you want to talk about food? Drunk, look at you. You're a disgrace. Yo, (laughs) do y'all think... I I read somewhere that the the critic in Ratatouille is the son of the old lady from the very beginning. Y'all think that's some conspiracy theory or... Cause like the flashbacks, like he has the flashbacks when he tastes the food. The house looks similar. Randy's uh, on one right now. <laughs> I'm dead ass What's serious. Next? The Earth is flat. We didn't go to the moon. I'm this, de- it's a, I'm dead so ass serious. Interesting Pixar like conspiracies. A lot of them go deep and, and far Randy out. That's all of them. <laughs> what you say, Nick? So what if I do? Oh, so what if I do? Hey, hey, are we are we really doing an Oscars episode? And I liked Monsters at Work. Fight me. Oh, I hope so. I thought it was okay. cute. Is it going to be after the ceremony? In two hmm. weeks, the plan is overall second quarter preview, but like 10, 15 minute Oscar reaction. Mm, cool. Cool. Sounds good. Yes. Cause like I don't care about the Oscars, but I'll have them on. <laughs> I How care. Do you not care, Randy. This is your livelihood. Cause yeah. I'm I'm the middle America movie <laughs> fan that's trash and go. likes summer movie blockbusters and franchises. I'll watch award stuff, but at at the end of the day, I'm not that invested. But your but your man Will Smith might win. He better remember. That's, nah, why, he, that's why I'm he's watching. He's definitely a dark horse. It's, it's, it's looking good. No, it's looking good, I think. Yeah, because he won. What is that? The one he won? That's the SAG. Yep. The SAG yeah. and the critic. And, and the, hate, the haters didn't want him to win, but he fucking won. Yeah, that'd be good, great to see. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think it. I think Benedict Cumberbatch is going to get it for some reason. I don't no, know. I don't think so. Yeah. Trust me. I'm I'm hoping what you're saying is right. I'm, I really am. The haters hate it. And I love but I would it. love to see. I wouldn't be mad if um, 
Andrew Garfield one. Andrew Garfield. Yeah, he's the he's the dark horse. He, well, yeah, I think yeah. I'm, I don't uh, think he, he has a chance, unfortunately. Yeah, I but think probably. that's actually uh, wow. That's that's crazy how things are switched around. Yeah. Is he nominated for Tick Tick Boom? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Um, that's it. Okay. That's the one. Yeah, I think yeah. Andrew Garfield is a dark horse. Wow. So Jessica yeah, Chastain got so. nominated for Tammy Faye, and Andrew Garfield I think she, didn't. She might win, and then yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, popularity plays into that, no matter how good or bad the performance is, because well, I'm sure we'll talk about that. Stay on the, yeah, the Pixar stuff yeah. because yeah, 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 Ratatouille, <laughs> Ratatouille, Ratatouille. I've never tried Ratatouille. I've always wanted to. Me neither. Saw the movie. <laughs> I've never tried it. Me I always want to try that kind of food, like they talk about animated food that you wanted to eat, and I'm always like, dude, his suit. Yeah, I have an interesting but, question for Nate and Randy. I was like, ah, but it's good. Fire away. Because Melissa and myself share, we have something in common on this episode. We haven't seen a lot of these movies. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. You hit it, but I didn't. I want to know which ones, if any, Nick and Randy, y'all haven't seen. Oh, I've seen every Pixar movie. The one y'all haven't seen. They've seen them all. Yeah. Oh, uh, I've seen probably all of them. probably Lightyear, the one that's not released. <laughs> hey man, they've already seen that. that don't one. count. They love it. Four point five stars. I'm not no real cinematic. I have not seen no unreleased <laughs> movies, man. So y'all have seen every Pixar movie? Yes. There's twenty five. I've seen them all. Damn. I get damn. That's awesome. There's, there's, there's some that have slipped under the on, like a short film or something like that. Like there's maybe. been twenty five Pixar what movies. About, what about and we've rocked them all. I did see that. <laughs> yeah, they showed that before The Incredibles 2, right? Oh, okay. So they in, in my YouTube sorry, review, dude. yeah, in my YouTube review, I said the wrong movie that Bao was in front of. So that's something that's really pissing me off about all these movies going to Disney Plus is they aren't playing the shorts. No shorts, yeah. shorts right. Well, wow, you guys are real fans. Used to be a big part of going to see a, at least a Pixar movie. You're right. Yeah. Like the guy playing chess in the park. Except for Coco that had the 20 minute Frozen short. Oh, yeah. I hated that, but I loved how mad it made people. Yeah. So, like, I was fine with it. Because I was like, you know what? It's what y'all get. I hated the Tenet and the Dunkirk prologues, and then I ended up loving Tenet. So. Oh, yeah, that's. Um, because what I, did they you know, play that in front of? I don't know. Don't, one of the Star Wars. Don't do something that we're not prepared for. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why people don't like it. That there was recall. no context. Did they he still show trailers when he did that prologue? Pretty sure. I don't. I think so. No, that's I, a, that's almost an extra. How long was the prologue? Ten minutes. God, yeah. yeah. So that's least, an extra half an hour. And everyone thinks everyone thinks they're in the wrong theater. It's just so yeah. silly. It kind of used to be a thing with IMAX. Yeah, you're right. Like, they just throw it on you. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think do I don't think. But it used to be like you go to IMAX and like, you know, Christopher Nolan loves it. Like he shows that. I remember yeah. the Dark Knight, the whole beginning bank robbery. Yeah, I remember seeing it. Yeah. The really? whole thing. Yeah, like the whole thing up until the very end when he takes off his mask. Yeah. I would have hated it. Really. I think the Bane, the whole Bane airplane thing, I think yeah. they did the same. Oh, yeah, yeah, that I, that I liked. 
That's crazy. Y'all saw every single movie. Hey, bro. I, well, how I about ever, this one? I've told y'all that Pixar Randy. is my favorite animation studio. I'm watching Have y'all seen all of them in theaters? Well, the ones that no. went to theaters. No. no. Okay, we, we got we got them on something. Lawyers. <laughs> the first didn't go with Soul, Luca, Turner Red. No. The first Pixar yeah. movie I saw in theaters was Toy Story 2. And mm. the next one was probably Finding Nemo. Ah, so I got you. I saw Toy Story 1 in I theaters. Saw, I saw Bugs Life in theaters. Yeah, because we're old, Aww. Eric. That's not... <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But you're old. Like Toy, Toy Story came out when I was like nine. It's not like, hey, I'm going to theater. Be back in three hours. <laughs> <laughs> now I do that shit every weekend. Oh shit, I wasn't in the. I'm not that old. <laughs> Somebody should have taken you, Randy. That's yeah. That's. I've seen all, the only ones. Was I Nick even alive? <laughs> Dude. I actually am oh, laughing God. that hard though. That, that's why it's funny. On that note, I was five when Toy Story came out, <laughs> and like I just I missed it in the theater. But like I was day one. <laughs> he said I missed it. Wow. <laughs> like I didn't see Ratatouille in the theater for some reason. I was in high school. I didn't see, and then like 2011 and 12. I think I was talking to this to Eric when we did the part. Like there were a lot of movies that I kind of missed because I was yeah. like money. So I didn't see Cars two, and I didn't see Brave in the theater. You missed why? Sorry. Huh? You missed what? Missed them? Why? It was like I was like saving money and like didn't do things like that like by myself. Like I was like yeah. In the 2010s, I missed a lot too, and I think it's it's weird. Like movies 2012 to 2014. I know it's just a few years, but that's a big blind spot for me. I missed mm. a lot, and I don't even know why. I, I think I was partying the whole time. Let's uh, let's put a pin in it. I saw in the theater. Yeah. All right, uh, jumping back into the pixar stuff why is um wally a quiet place but also like a true story that hasn't happened yet oh mm-hmm. that sounds like a nick question <laughs> <laughs> for the most part like humans are trash and like, dependent yes! on everything else no but uh, we're, we're headed yeah. that way nick uh. <laughs> what the hell I thought everybody watched Wally. Yeah, I thought everybody oh, no. seen Wally. I that was one of the ones that ever. No, I've seen yet. it. I've seen it. I just, I'm curious what Nick has to say Wally. about that analysis. I just I couldn't relate to Wally because I'm not a robot. <laughs> Yo, when it's about a robot alone on planet Earth scooping trash all day, that's just very specific and not me. I'm sure it, someone can relate what, to. What it. year was it? Came out in 2008. 2008. No, I mean, like, when does it take place? 20, like, 50? Maybe later. Sounds right. It's coming up. Because, like, people still exist. They're just up in space. Fat. Oh, okay. Fat. It's kind of great. I kind of love Wally. Wally's another one that grew on me. Like, when I watched it in the theater, I was like, that was cool. And then over time, every time I would rewatch it, I was like, yeah, this is fantastic like i just i really do like well but it's another one it's kind of weird it's like up once you get to a certain point it's like wait they all live on a spaceship and they're all fat and and there's li- <laughs> live action fred willard <laughs> but yeah wally is one of those that i consider like when the oscar rules changed from like five best pictures to nine or ten 
everybody always points at the Dark Knight, but I also consider Wally part of that. Like, oh, I thought that was uh, up, but I guess I have my years wrong. Is Wally two thousand and eight? Yeah, Up was nine. Up yes. was okay. The, thank you. Was nominated after that. Yeah. Right. So Up was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. There was a uh, there was an NBA player named Wally Zerbiak who used to play for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and every time he would make a shot, they would play Wally. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that would annoy me if I was him. Like, Stop. <laughs> yeah, I like Wally. It's kind of like maybe not. I kind of feel like they could have made a sequel to Wally. Maybe. Yeah, maybe not. It probably would have just been like nothing because they don't really talk. So they would have had to have made something else. Is there not much dialogue in the movie? Uh, nope. Like the first half of the movie, there's almost none other than them oh, like... Oh, boy. That's why I call this it A Quiet Place. Tough. And you got a lot, be, of, um, a lot of normies that didn't like that. I'm like, man, y'all got to have y'all handheld really yeah. hard, I see. <laughs> well, that's how I felt kind of with A Quiet Place. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn it. Every every Pixar movie has franchise potential. Yeah, that's true. There's a, quite a few of them. Like I think Brave could have had a sequel. Turning Red could have a sequel. Yeah. Like I mean, they really. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's kind of like yeah, pretty much all of them. Dude, the 2013 party scene is Turning Red too. <laughs> Yeah, that'll know. be. I don't remember. I was laughing at you. <laughs> oh me, yeah, 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 exactly. There's a lot of. Yeah, she could do 2005, 2008. Lots of good times before the pandemic. <laughs> right. <laughs> Inside Out could easily have a sequel. Yeah. You know the thing about Inside Out. I know. I. I don't know. So so much of it is just spent with those two characters, Joy. And sadness, I believe, and it's kind of like a road trip movie almost, right? It's yeah. really just mostly spent on them. And I kind of like I, what I liked the best was when you know you could see the life of the girl, or like I thought it was so funny when they went into the parents' tents and you could see yeah. their. I thought that was so brilliant. I thought I would. I don't know. I guess because I'm older, I can relate to that more. I thought that was hilarious. I I wanted to see more of that stuff, but it, I was kind of surprised that it, it was really about joy and sadness like the whole almost the whole time and bing bong of course i was kind of like uh, this is weird a little bit <laughs> i felt like like inside out is one of those it's like certain movies you see and you just take it at face value and you're like okay that was good that was bad whatever like inside out is like one of those like i think about a lot and i'm mm-hmm. like it's like you find new things like to me it's 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 like it's like they moved to a new city, mm. and it was like Joy is trying to take over. And it's like you have to like think of it like as a person. Like you're trying to be optimistic. You're trying to make the best out of a bad situation. It's like Joy is trying to take over. Then Joy and Sadness get lost, and so she's like completely numb to it. It's like she does. Right. She ends up caring about hockey, not caring about her friends, not caring about her relationship with her parents. Right. She wants to. And then it's like coming to terms with the fact that like you have to let sadness. But she's oh. scared and angry yeah. and disgusted with everything. Yeah, yeah. 
You have to let Sadness what, sorry? Like, we like Inside Out. Inside Out. <laughs> Inside Out is brilliant. Yeah. yeah, like, when you really think, it's like, you, it's, you know, that's what the whole thing is. Like, Bing Bong gets sad about something, and then Sadness, like, pats him on the back, and it's like, oh, sometimes you just have to let it enfold you. And she starts touching... Oh. You know, like they've got the, they call them the core memories. And it's like a happy memory of her playing hockey with her friends. Sadness starts fucking with all the memories and they're mm. kind of sad now. And it's like, well, yes, she moved away from her friends. Those memories would be sad now. And like, that's what it is to be human. It's so good. It's really, inside out, I should probably write it. <laughs> it's really good. What does Bing, Bing Bong represent again? Her imaginary uh, friend. Oh, yeah, that's right. Thank you. Yeah, there was a lot going on there. Um, I get it, but I also am a little confused by it. And it's like, so when we're experiencing messed up emotions, that's because the things in our head are, like, lost. You know what I mean? It's like, is that the message they're trying to give me? Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, it's like the spectrum of emotion that, like, you know, a child like that age would go through. Mm. You know, it's not too complex. That's something else I kind of like about Inside Out. It's like they could have made it really complex and had it deal with all this stuff. But it was, it was kind of like something. I found that, it pretty complex. I gotta be honest. I was shocked that like kids like this. But it's like a simple thing. It's like okay, like something that would affect like a young, you know, she's what, like eleven, twelve. 10, yeah. 11, 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an adolescent like that in a big way, like a bigger way than it would like an adult. It's just like, well, mm. they move. You know, they move. You know, she's not going through puberty. She's not going through, she's not like in love with some boy. It's not like this crazy thing. It's like she moves. And it's like she has to wrestle with all her different emotions with that. But it's yeah. really like sadness. And the sadness as it kind of has to come in and take the control, whereas joy is kind of always been ahead of everything meanwhile she's just they leave and like randy said it's like anger is left and like fear is left up there and so they're like controlling everything she runs away she's mad she yells at her mm-hmm. parents mm-hmm. not of her friends and she's like oh, whatever fun and then like hangs up on them right right really <laughs> but it's, then like it's a the board, like the the board, evolves at the end, and I always wanted the sequel because they're like questioning the puberty button. But then, oh yeah, turning like turning sense. red was kind of that unofficial sequel. Yeah, I'm t- I'm telling you, watch Heart and Souls with Robert Downey Jr. That's like the prequel to Inside Out. And then there's also that TV show Herman's Head was kind of like wow. a that's, similar. That's what it got compared to when it came out. Yeah, there's there's Herman's Head, then there's Heart and Souls, and there's Inside Out. They're like cousins of each other it's really interesting herman's head (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah like inside out and like coco those are like the two examples like they sneak up on you next thing you know you're just like you're just like enraptured like you're sad you're happy (laughs) (laughs) yeah they are sad inside out makes you sad coco Coco's Fuck brilliant too. Coco, I saw every time. <laughs> I saw Coco twice in the theater within like three weeks. How many times have you guys seen Coco? Overall, maybe five. Yeah. Damn. How recent is this movie? Seventeen. 
2006. It's only like five years old, so you see it once a year. That's awesome. It's good. I've seen it four times. Ah, nice. But two, like I said, two of those were in the theater. Huh? They haven't seen Coco? They're, they're not Hispanic. They can't relate. Okay, come on. It's a dying... Like going to the afterlife and being stuck. Man, Pixar loves like dying movies. <laughs> Just killing your emotions. They love the death. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what um you look at Disney. Yeah, that's probably why they you know, Bambi and oh, Lion King. And, yeah, Lion King or what else? There's this a few I don't there. remember. Bambi still holds up. <laughs> I last time y'all watched Bambi was Bambi still as effective as it was like 80 years ago. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. yeah. They know what they're doing over there. <laughs> Making it. They know what they're doing. All right, so here's the, the big question. What's up? The big question for Nick and Randy. The best Pixar movie ever. I'll talk Toy about Story. it. In, I'll talk I, about I it in June. I know what Randy's gonna say. I, I'm gonna guess Randy's answer. It's, it's okay? a fran- it's a franchise. I'll tell you in June. Yeah, yeah me too. It's, it's Toy Story three. Oh no no no, no. that's not a franchise. I'm sorry. The subject. Oh okay. Oh well, I mean, after we talked Turning Red, I mean, I, I told y'all, and we just spent like five minutes talking about that shit. <laughs> I like Red too. So a bug's okay, life. So a bug's five. life. So what's Randy's favorite? That's non-franchise. Inside Out. Oh, Inside okay. Out, yeah. Thank you. Duh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like Ratatouille. I've got Ratatouille. I've got. I got. I still have to watch that. Nemo, and then I got Ratatouille up. Soul are basically like on par. Dude, I have Ratatouille at a four and a half, but I, I really want to give it a five. I might Something about Ratatouille just gets me. I, 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 just, like, I love that shit. It's so good. And it's such, again, like an odd premise. Very, yeah, very interesting premise. It's so good. And it's so funny. You know they were on like a Finding Nemo like press tour and ended up in, in Paris and just, let's make yeah, a movie about this. Mm, what interesting. I'm completely I'm guessing. The, the like, combination of rats and food. I mean, who who comes up with this stuff? Weird. I'm an asshole. But it's good though. <laughs> it's good though. Like that's why he just loves food, and all his rat buddies are like rats. Yeah. But he's got like a sophisticated palate. He washes his little hand. Like he he goes to the thing. He washes his hands. Then he makes the soup. Dude, it's, it's so good. It's sanitary. And he makes. Kills me every time he makes the little omelet. Yeah. Like, getting hungry, you know. <laughs> right. It's so cute, dude. Oh, man. So, Nick, what was your favorite? My favorite ever? Oh, yeah. Ratatouille is the non-franchise, right? Yeah, the non-franchise one. But we're going to like, talk about the favorite of all time later, so probably. Yeah. yeah. Like months later. Yeah. At least with that one, I know those movies. <laughs> I know Toy Story, Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo. At least I know that. So that's good. My top four are all franchised. 
Let me see here. But I haven't seen a lot of sequels, so I'm going to catch up with those. Finding Dory, Monsters Universe. I've never seen those. Finding Dory is so underrated to me. It's. it's I'll probably like it. I don't know. I don't know. In like the five and a half years since it's come out, like people, it's like its reputation has gone down. I don't know why. I thought it was great. Almost as good. I think it was in my top I 10. I always say I, I never watch animated, but I've seen every single first of the franchises except Cars. Oh, wow. <laughs> Cars. Cars another one. Like, well, like, I love Owen Wilson, so I don't know. Maybe I should try. I don't know. Cars is good. Cars is funny. Any of you all see the um, the Cars Owen Wilson recording session sketch for SNL? <laughs> Probably, yeah. but I don't remember. It's, it's very should... recent. It's when he was. Um, I'll send it to y'all. It's, it's That's so funny. funny. The dude was literally five old. Yeah. Is yeah. it just him saying like "Wow" or whatever? <laughs> no, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot darker. His, sur- his surfer see. voice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You can tell those writers were thinking about that for a very long time. (laughs) I think, yeah. I don't know. It's a mixed bag with my whole ranking thing. It's not like, you know, like I've got most of the cars towards the bottom and most of the toy stories towards the top. Then it's like mixed. Like I got Luca, Onward, Brave, all kind of low. But they're all good. Yeah. Like, that's great. Again, like like I... What's both of your least favorite Pixar, even though you you still think it's okay? Overall? Yeah. yeah. Overall. Cars 2. Cars. 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 <laughs> That's it's just the... about Cars 2. It just was not on the level. It, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Larry the Cable Guy That's... overkill. It's putting Mater oh, as the focus. No. Like, I like Cars 2. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's just, Pixar it's did a spy level. movie. Yeah, it would have been like it was better than Spies in Disguise, which came out in 2019. It was as good. <laughs> at I thought, wow. man, I thought Spies in Disguise was really fun. Everyone did. <laughs> and it was just Cars 2. Like, it was just Cars 2. It was the same exact kind of movie. But Cars <laughs> 2 was Pixar. So we go and watch Cars 2 and we're like... <laughs> Whatever, that wasn't that good. I liked your Madagascar hey, 3 comparison way better. It would have been like, oh. Man, there's yeah. so many animated movies. Like, Dude, crazy. Madagascar 3 was low-key kind of ass. What studio's Ma- Madagascar? Dreamworks. Kung Dreamworks. What's Kung Fu Panda? Dream- <laughs> Dreamworks. Dreamworks also? Dreamworks. Damn. Ants is Dreamworks, A Bug's Life is Pixar. I hold yeah. Dreamworks is like top three or four studios overall. Illuminations on their ass, though. Regardless if non-animated or or not, or you mean animated? Just just animated. Oh, okay. So it's like Pixar, then what? Sony or Disney? Oh, yeah, regular Disney. Yeah, right. They have so many co-productions. And then what? The third one is DreamWorks. To me, probably, Uh, probably because they did Shrek. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not a Shrek fan. Like, that's the thing with me. Like Pixar is number one. Like Pixar is quality wise. Yeah. They never had like a dry spell the way Disney did in like mm. the 2000s. But for me, because spell. y'all are not into these movies, but Pixar, Studio Ghibli, and DreamWorks. Yeah. 
But y'all yeah. really have to get into those. There's, there's so many. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm a Ghibli fan. <laughs> yeah, so definitely start with Spirited Away. <laughs> but a whole different, that's a whole different episode. Yeah. Ghibli is kind of fewer and further between. It's almost like that's an event every time there's like a yeah movie now. But I think people... At HBO Max, Randy. Yeah. Binge this, the Ghibli movies. I got Fresh Prince on right now. Fresh Prince. What the... No, you gotta watch Bel Air. Come on, Randy. I keep. Some, I got something. I just have something on the TV while we're yakking. Bel Air is so good. I I recommend. I hope uh, so. I had low expectations, and and I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. I think that's it. I think we've touched on like every. Right. Not. Good. I'm, I mean, glad, I'm glad we got through it. Me and Eric got through it. Somehow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm surprised I saw as many as I did. It's just. Yeah. 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 I've seen I don't like, like half, I guess, and I still want to see the rest. So. Yeah. You guys did a good so job. So by the time the way. other one comes up, I would have seen all of them. That can't yeah, be that sure. Yeah, sure. What date is that that, that episode is going to be on? That's that before I... Lightyear one? Yeah, I don't know yet. Whenever Lightyear comes out, Randy will make us... It's like mid-June? Yeah. Right, and then we'll talk about the, the franchise ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the episode. Uh, the that's exciting because I really like the, the movies that I've seen. Except, yeah. don't don't hate. I didn't really like the Incredibles. I didn't really get that one. What? <laughs> I, I think the Incredibles is a touch overrated myself. Oh, me and Nick agree on I, something. Oh my god, it's good. It's great. Okay, it's, um, great. Like I said, it's great. Randy's I upset. Now. We'll, we'll we'll talk about how you're both wrong in June. <laughs> yeah. I love I love the original I personally may have overrated the second one because well, Eric, Eric pointed out to me that it's the same movie they just gender <laughs> gender swapped yeah yeah but if you like something and they repeat it I can't hate on you for liking yeah. it yeah it's still like, entertaining doesn't everyone not... want that out of their favorite movie just do it again please. Like, pretty much you know yeah but uh, it's just like the the same but different speech that Robert Zemeckis said about Back to the Future Two. Like audience want the same but mm. different, mm. but the same. Like I told exactly, people are never happy. So. Yeah. Like I Part told the, the squad off wax. I'm telling the listening viewing public on wax. Two weeks from now, we gonna do the April May June preview anticipation whatever with some Oscar reaction at the at the beginning. Yay. So. Holla at us, drop a comment, let us know what Pixar movies that are singular individual movies, not no franchises and sequels, I'll slap the shit out of you, that you like. <laughs> it's regularly. Yo. Yo, listen to me, man. Yo ass got three options. You can kick it in a bodega and charge too much to clean watches. Batter up, because I be speaking with Negan on the weekend. Motherfuckers is reaching. My lyrical preaching got them seething. I'm a fucking nobody and dudes know I'm the shit.
Pay attention to bars, kids, cause Big Tigger and Sway can spit. I flex with these guns, but I'm never giving up my arms like I'm Bucky Barnes. Every time I formulate a fucking verse, I trigger the fire alarms. Finding flaws in my game is harder than a fiend stopping or Bruce Wayne waking up to a clean Gotham. When I spit a rhyme, I always make a statement. And the bar is always full of bad words like I'm Jason Bateman. I'm handing out losses like I sell L's fool. I'm just chilling in the house like LL Cool. No matter where the fuck you go, I'ma always be watching. Cause if anybody know, I know you bitches is faker than Reed Thompson. And chill until the next episode.